Hey, good morning. Yeah, there's a few of you awake. Uh, so glad to have you kids. Glad to have you in here. Uh, you guys can head back to your class now. Thank you for coming in here and singing with us. Great job. Uh, if you're our guests, again, a welcome to you. There's a connection card in front of you, I hope, if you're on the second row or back. Uh, and you can also uh, get to know us through our CC app. So hope you'll download that and uh, keep abreast of what's going on, and you can fill out that connection card on the app as well. Hey, after church, uh, if you consider this your church home, if you're a member here or you're interested in making this your church home, we have a meeting after church. We'll have a little intermission after our service, and then we'll come right back in here for uh, hopefully what will be about a 30-minute uh, meeting, plus some questions after that as you have them. So uh, encourage, not just encourage, but ask, exhort, invite. Invite all of you to stay uh, if Centennial Church is your church home. Also, uh, let me just by way of prayer request this morning lift up a few things to you. Um, Diana Sarsfield is usually sitting right down here heckling me. Um, if you know Diana, you know that I'm not kidding. <laughs> Uh, Deanna went back to the hospital this week uh, overnight, still trying to discern what uh, is going on. Um, she had had a stroke a few years ago and just continues to have some pain and some tremors and things like that. So Deanna is not here this morning, but please keep Deanna in your prayers. And uh, the two other requests also uh, begin with the letter D. So as you're praying this week, just remember the letter D, okay, Deanna. And then also Debbie English, who many of you know, uh, has been out for a while, but Debbie, uh, last Sunday night, her 83-year-old mother who lives with her had a stroke and died, I believe, on Tuesday. So had the service on Friday. Um, so if you can remember Debbie uh, this week and reach out, if you know Debbie or want to send her a card, let us know and we can get you that address or whatever, but pray for Deanna and Debbie. And then the other two Ds, uh, are Dave and Debbie. Okay, got it? Dave and Debbie Job are in Guatemala this morning. They're there for a week mission trip. They're with the surgical team. Uh, Dave is not doing surgery, so don't worry about that. Uh, <clears throat> but Dave is serving as the chaplain and Debbie is doing some administrative things. They have 36 staff that are down in Guatemala and they are going to do 80 surgeries this week for those that otherwise would not have them. Um, so it's a wonderful mission that they've been a part of and they're there on the week that we're focusing on mission here as a church. So uh, how great um, is that? There's other things that I'm failing to remember, but those are the Ds. Okay, Deanna, Debbie, Dave and Debbie. Uh, and I'm gonna ask Mr. Daly, who's also a D and whose wife is homesick this morning to pray, uh, not only for those things, but for our other missions partners, some of whom you're gonna meet here in a moment. Would you uh, pray for our time, Mr. Daly? Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning knowing that you have sent us into all the world, your son. You've called us to be missionaries next door, across the street, across town and around the world. And Father God, we ask that you would touch each of our hearts with the sense of mission that you have sent us to. We're ambassadors in this world, you tell us through Paul in 2 Corinthians 5. We are your ambassadors wherever we are. 
You also tell us that we are not citizens of this world, but we are citizens of your kingdom. And we are just here traveling through on our way home. And so, Father God, with that thought in mind, may each of us come before you in our hearts, asking you to bless us with a sense of mission. I lift up to you, <clears throat> I lift up to you those who uh, represent us in mission uh, in the world. We think of Dave and, Dave and Debbie right now in Guatemala. Think of, of John Bachelman, who just got back late last night from Cuba with a marvelous story about saved souls down there and the ministry that he has in other parts of the world. And I lift up Kairos to you as we're getting ready to uh, go to the ladies' uh, prison and the men's prison. And I pray for Doug and for Lisa and those who participate in that. I pray, <clears throat> I pray for the elects as they reach out into the Indian community uh, and use our facility as the, as the base for that. And I pray that you would enable us as a congregation to participate in that in the way that you would have us to do. You would call us to serve you in India right here at Frisco. And Father God, I lift up to you uh, the, uh, the crew ministry uh, and we ask that you would bless them and bless the ministry with, with children that they, that they have. I pray for East-West ministry, ministry that you've given John and the ministry that you've given me in Romania. And I just pray your blessing upon all of us because you've called us, not because we're anything, but because we have the stamp of Christ upon us to reach out to the world. And I pray that that would be the case for Centennial Church as well. Make us a light in this part of the world for the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you for our pastor Ross, who has a heart for mission, who has a heart for reaching out and who transfers that desire to us and to all of us. I commit all this before you in Christ's holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Michael. You'll hear more from Michael in a few minutes. Uh, so this Wednesday begins what? Anybody know? Yeah, that's right. Some of you got it. It begins the Lenten season, which is preparation for Easter. Ash Wednesday, this Wednesday, we will not have an Ash Wednesday service, but next Sunday, we will begin a series uh, for six weeks leading up to April 12th is when Easter falls uh, this week. So we'll begin that next week. Today, what we're doing is finalizing and capping off an eight-week series that we began at the beginning of the year called Who We Are Becoming. And because this is the final installment of that message series and uh, week eight today means that it's quiz time, right? Are you ready, class? Uh, we've been talking about this for eight weeks. If you can't get these answers, I will die a painful death up here. But before you go to the next slide, Amanda, hold the answer. What is the mission of Centennial Church? ha. Centering lives on Jesus Christ. Thank you. A couple of you said that after eight weeks. Uh, and we have defined that centering lives on Jesus Christ with the two greats listed in the New Testament. There are two greats, typically called greats, uh, both in Matthew. The first one being Matthew 22, we call what? The great commandment. Very good. What's the great commandment? 
Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the second is like it. Love your neighbors yourself. That's the first great. And then the second great passage comes later in Matthew 28, and that is called the great what? Commission, which says, go and do what? Make disciples of whom? All nations, now we're getting there, okay? So we've said to center lives on Jesus Christ means to be about what Jesus said we are to be about, which is loving God with all we are, loving our neighbors, making disciples. Loving God, loving others, and making disciples. And making disciples who will love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, love our neighbors as selves, and will in turn make other disciples and continue the process. Can I get an amen? amen. We said uh, it, to enable us to do that, there are at least four things that we have to have to center lives on Jesus Christ. And they are biblical teaching, authentic worship, genuine community, and holistic mission. Very good. Uh, it's nice when you have the answers, not just in the back of the book, but in the front of the book, right? And we call these, these four things what? Strategies, if you're a business person. Pillars, if you don't like the word strategies. Key ingredients, uh, whatchamacallits, uh, whatever. But four things that uh, are just non-negotiables for centering lives on Jesus Christ. And today we finish this series by talking about that final thing, holistic mission. So if you've got one of these cards around you, uh, go ahead and pick it up and... Uh, why don't you read along with me today that little paragraph under holistic mission, okay? And then we're gonna meet some of our mission partners and then challenge us, all of us, to have our own mission field, okay? So uh, read along with me, will you, under holistic mission. Centering our lives on Jesus involves joining his mission, Holistic mission means that we minister to people's spiritual needs especially, but also their physical, emotional, and relational needs. Jesus brings holistic transformation. Holistic mission also means that we are growing in compassion for our neighbors and the nations. We think and act both locally and globally and consider ourselves as missionaries in our daily interactions with others. Very good. Good job. Give yourselves a hand. Okay. Today, we want to focus our time on this idea of joining in God's mission of making disciples. That's the mission. And then we, in turn, reproduce it in others, okay? And we do that both personally as well as corporately. So what is holistic mission? We just read about it. But holistic is the idea that we are obviously getting the gospel out there. We are meeting spiritual needs, but also physical needs. Did Jesus do that? Yes. Holistic mission means spiritual and physical, personal and corporate. What's that mean? That means I have a personal mission field, but together as Centennial Church, we have mission fields and partners that we're working with. And then thirdly, local and global. Jesus said, go and make disciples of whom? 
all nations. So we've said as a church, we wanna start here and go everywhere. We want to make disciples of our neighbors and the nations, locally, globally, personally, corporately prioritizing the gospel, but also meeting the tangible, physical, emotional, relational needs of people that we come in contact with. Because Jesus said what? He said, love your neighbor as yourself, right? And if your neighbor needs food, then don't just preach the gospel to him, do that, but give him something to eat. And so our emphasis here is that we meld together uh, and are holistic in this word and deed mission, okay? Prioritizing the gospel, but meeting the needs of our world. Amen? So this morning, very quickly, and they've promised me they're gonna talk quickly so we can introduce you to five different mission partners that we have at Centennial Church. And here's my challenge. Here's the goal of today, okay? The goal of today is for you to embrace a personal mission yourself and also to embrace and engage some, as God lays on your heart, some of the global partners that we have as a church, okay? So your personal mission and your global mission. Are you ready, Michael? Come on up here, Michael Daly. It's to be our first panelist. Michael is uh, with East West Ministries International and this man has traveled, sit right over there. Unless you, unless you wanna just hover over me. Sorry, sorry. Um, Michael is officially uh, with East West Ministries, but travels to one particular part of the world uh, numerous times. But Michael, begin by telling us a little bit about East West. What is the mission of East West? Well, it's great we talked about the Great Commission just now because East West's primary goal is to, uh, to um, it's a disciple-making ministry. That's the foundation of what we do. And we reach out through evangelism to people who don't know Christ. We reach out in encouragement to those who are new believers in Christ. And we reach out in encouragement and support for national leaders uh, who plant churches and lead churches throughout the world. This is a big organization uh, worldwide. Do you know, Michael, how many staff or representatives of East West? Uh, I, at least you I, and John Bach, at least in, two, right? We're at least uh. two. We're in over 50 countries uh, uh, and we're, we have hundreds of 52 countries. So, John, John, John will tell us in John will tell us in just a minute. Of all the people in this crowd, he wouldn't be shy. Okay, so you particularly, Michael, have had a relationship uh, with churches. Your focus is Romania. Romania. So tell us your unique contribution uh, in Romania through East West. Well, I I have been going to Romania for nearly 30 years, and I have. uh, partners that I work with all across the country. Uh, we have the little tables back there. I have a map of Romania and I've marked off the different places throughout the country where I have ministered. Uh, currently through East West, uh, I'm working, as we said here, the goal is to work with national church leaders to help them plant churches, to disciple people okay. within the churches. Uh, and uh, and so that's, that's what so we do. So when you take these trips and how many trips do you estimate you've taken to Romania over those 30 years, uh, Michael? Probably, I don't know, over 100 for sure. Wow. Uh, I, I never wow. kept track, but... I, you know, okay. Yeah. 
that's a lot of airline miles. It's true. Uh, so. <laughs> I've used them all. <laughs> yes. So, Michael, when you go on these trips, what are you specifically doing as you're there? Well, I, I work with the, with the church leaders in the locations where, where I go. Uh, I'll also do some preaching and some teaching. Um, we in East West raise up short-term mission teams. And it's my, my, my goal and my responsibility to raise up short-term mission teams, specifically, of course, for Romania. I'd love to take a team from our congregation to go work with those folks where we, where we are working. Awesome. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to tell you, you won't have a better time in your life than coming with me to Romania. Well, if you've been a hundred times, you must uh, enjoy it. But yes, but uh, so we do, that's what we do. Yeah. Okay, so the reason, uh, the primary reason Michael gets to go first is because not only does Michael have a role in East West, but also Michael uh, is now serving as the leader at Centennial Church of our missions efforts. So if you want to get involved in missions locally or globally through Centennial, this is the guy uh, that you can contact, okay? Info at centennialchurch.com and we'll get you connected with Michael or at the table afterwards. So Michael, specifically, uh, how can folks partner with you and East West uh, in Romania? You said just a second well, ago, going on a trip, yeah, well, other ways. Specifically, yeah, specifically uh, partner with us in Romania. Uh, and then the other two would be uh, as a, as a as a member of the East-West community, uh, it would be the same as with John. We, the foundation for ministry, for missionaries, is prayer. Uh, it's why we let you know what we're doing, where we're doing it, uh, come back and report about it, because uh, you need to know that your prayers are working, and we need to remind you to pray. Uh, and as you did this morning with Dave and Debbie, for example. The other way, and this would apply to John as well, obviously we can't get there on our own. Uh, we need support teams who are willing to financially support us uh, and come alongside in that way. If you support a missionary, you are part of that mission, whether it's East-West or whether it's part of Kairos or any of the other ministries that we represent or any of the thousands that exist around the, around the country. Um, if you donate support financially to that ministry, Whatever accrues to that ministry spiritually from God accrues to those who support because some send and some go. Amen. And uh, usually the, those that go don't send. We can't, if we could send, we'd send. Yeah. But God's called us to go. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. You can pass your microphone to John. John and Wendy, I'm gonna invite up here next. And John is gonna, gonna clean up. He's batting clean up for whatever Michael forgot. No, no, no. You, you, you had your five minutes. I want to say this. It's so important, especially among you folks. Talking about sending and going. Janie sends me mm. and I go. Janie's as much a part of my ministry for mm. the last 30 years as my going. Amen. She couldn't because of health, but I wanted you to know that. Yes. And you are no longer in the doghouse because he's... <laughs> John and Wendy, uh, welcome. You guys have been a part of our church for a long time now, so long I've forgotten how many years it is. But uh, tell us uh, your unique, well, first of all, is there anything that you want to add to Michael's description of, of East West? No, he, he did a good job. Um, <laughs> okay. We've, we actually don't know how many people we have working with us because we've gone from 
Um, see, I've been there for about seven years. Okay. When I started, it was 100 uh, missionaries around the world. And now I think we're 250, and we have maybe another 100 in the pipeline joining. We're, we're awesome. growing very rapidly. Uh, like you said, in about 50 countries, we focus on unreached people groups, uh, areas where less than 2% belief, where people are not likely to hear the gospel awesome. on their own. So, uh, John, tell us uniquely where you go and what you get to do. So, my, um, my role with East West, my day job, is uh, overseeing our ministry in the 13 Arabic-speaking countries of the Middle East. Uh, I also get to go other places like Romania and um, help with equipping training. Mm -hmm. Great. So what a privilege we have to partner uh, with a couple that are helping, training, equipping ministry and church plants and uh, training of leaders in areas that most of us will, will never go and some of the hardest places uh, in the world to reach, uh, unreached people groups and primarily in the, in the Middle East area. And in, in March, you're going back to the Middle East and also to East Africa. You're going to be in a place dear yes. to my heart. Yes, uh, I get to go to um, Saudi Arabia and to Ethiopia. Ethiopia, so. yes. So awesome. Uh, encourage you to connect uh, with them uh, for coffee, find out more. And Wendy, something, anything exciting happened with you this week while John was gone? Anything special well, you honestly, want to announce? I'm honestly, truthfully, the most excited about um, the over 250 people came to Christ in Cuba with John and his team. And that's eternally significant. But in my life, I did pass my family nurse practitioner board exam. So two and a half years of work done. And now I get to look for a job. So... <laughs> Awesome. Congrats. A lot of hard work and many hours and uh, uh, a little bit of stress, too, probably. So, yeah, J John, uh, thank John got back safely last night about 10 o'clock to the DFW uh, from Cuba, or as I like to say, Cuba. And uh, he can tell you more about that, too. So, guys, uh, again, specifically, how could folks partner with you? Uh, again, like Michael said, uh, you, you, you have uh, your prayer uh, those that can help in sending, uh, those who can come along with us. If you want to be part of a short-term team, we're raising up short-term teams for especially Jordan and Lebanon. I think Egypt maybe as early as next year. Um, and then if, you know, maybe you just want to come with me on a trip, I always like a travel partner. So that would be, that'd be nice so I don't have to go alone all over the world. Awesome. And uh, these trips are not free. Uh, and it costs you uh, money to go, and you also are trying to provide for your family, so um, probably same yeah. request as well. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, this is, uh, this is what we do, and yeah. uh, we need supporters to allow us to do this and not something else. Uh, we also partner with nationals, so um, many of you met Philip, mm -hmm. uh, some of you met uh, uh, Brother Michel, and uh, there's others, Salem and others, uh, that um, I work with, and all of them have really exciting projects, but to implement those projects, uh, we, need, we need financial resources and, and personnel resources. Awesome. Well, again, so John is the associate director of Middle East ministry in, uh, for East West. This is a huge opportunity that we get to pray and, and, and partner with them. So uh, please connect 
uh, with the Bockelmans also. They've got table. Everybody's got table here at, and at the intermission. You can go and, and there's also some chocolate out on the table. So uh, they'll give you some chocolate if you'll take one of their papers or something. So anyway, thank you guys. Next uh, we have, I'll take your uh, mic there. Thank you guys. Uh, Nithi and Jay-Z. Nadar, come on up here. Uh, Jay-Z, come on up. Uh, Nithi and Jay-Z, some of you met weeks ago. Um, as a church body and as elders, leadership at Centennial, uh, for quite some time, we've been just asking the question, what can we do in the area where we are uh, to more intentionally engage the Hindu, the Indian community uh, that is here in Collin County and, and, and in Frisco. And uh, by God's sovereignty, we connected with Neethi and, and Jay-Z and uh, have a seat there, Neethi. And uh, so they have begun a ministry that's meeting on Sunday afternoons here at Centennial Church. You guys started uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, February, February whatever 2nd. that was. And so tell us, uh, Neethi, a little bit about the Alex Ministries and, and what you guys are about. Okay, God saved me about uh, 10 years back. I was a non-believer and completely uh, new to Christ and uh, when Christ touched me, it was a new world to me and God told me to go and reach out to the Indian community around North Dallas. Uh, so the Alex Church was established, the Alex Ministries was established in 2014 with a mission to reach out the unreached Indian community here in North Dallas. Um, we established, uh, me and my wife together, and uh, there are other believers coming along, supporting us, praying, for, praying with us, and we had established uh, a teaching ministry where we teach the children of the Indian community, uh, the Indian languages through which we attract the Indian community to our building, and we love them with the love of Christ, and we try to give, we give the gospel and we want to establish them with a relationship with the Lord and uh, uh, make them obedience to the Lord. That's our mission. So tell us what are, and it's been phenomenal growth in this area, but tell us, do you know the current statistics uh, of the Indian population here and what percentage of the Indian population would be yes. Hindu versus Muslim or Christian? Um, I don't know about that statistics, by, but I know 100,000 people are here in 15 miles radius. Right here. In 15 miles. 15 miles radius. And total, yeah, totally it is about a, a million plus in the North Dallas area. And uh, in Dallas, it is like I heard it's like 5 million. Wow. So it's amazing. Uh, you know, the growth happened in the past 20 years tremendously. And would 75% of those folks be Hindu, Neethi, or some Muslim, but mostly Hindu? Mostly Hindus, yeah. There are, there are Muslims as well, and a um, lot of them are agnostics. They know there is a God, but they, have, they deny that, uh, you know, someone can be the real God, like mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. They say that there is God, uh, may not, but they don't have, they have the agnostic view. Yeah. And they are open also. They are not like very uh, adamant that, hey, there is no uh, Christ, or there, there, there is no, they are very open because right. the Hindu religion itself 
accommodates multiple gods. Yes. They have no problem in accommodating one more God, Jesus Christ. Right. So that, that's very easy for us to reach out that way. Okay. And so let me clarify, and then we'll let Jay-Z uh, speak. Um, so two aspects of their ministry, just so you're clear, they, they have a worship gathering on Sunday afternoons here, but in the fall, they will begin, as Neethi said, these language classes that they will advertise out in the community for children ages four through 14 to come and learn uh, five of the Indian languages. So it's a cultural value for them as, as second generation Indians to, to keep the cultural languages within their children. So if they can come uh, to Centennial Church and their kids are taught uh, Tamil, name the other languages, Tamil, Telugu, those are the only, Hindi, those are, I can name three of the One languages. More, Malayalam. That one? That one. <laughs> so basically there are like in India itself like 14 major dialects spoken in India. And wow. uh, there are some 30 plus languages around. And here in this north part of Dallas, we have around majorly four uh, languages spoken. That is... Tamil, Telugu, Malayalam, and Hindi. So what we do is our mission was like God gave us a vision like through the son to the father. The same way we, uh, God gave us that particular vision. So we decided to teach the kids. So we started a, a small academy that's called the LX Academy for South Asian Indian Languages that in short called as T for Sale. So what happened was through which we connect, the parents come and then every fortnight, everything you call it will be a celebration for us. You know, like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Easter, Christmas, and my birthday, your birthday, everybody's. <laughs> birthday is celebrated and on that day we ask the children to perform whatever they like at the end of it, we give them gospel. Like we four, five families, majorly, you know, like Jesus had 12 disciples, mm -hmm. okay? The same principle, we collect very handful of couples and who has the same like-minded thinking like us and then we build them along with us and we take them to the mission field. It's so wonderful. that is how uh, they come along with us, they support so, us and that's how we reach out. So yeah, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity. Here's a need that they have, a desire that they have and they, they can come here, they can learn those languages and they can learn those languages through Bible stories and the gospel is presented to the children and then the, to the parents. So it's a wonderful opportunity. So the classes will begin in the fall when school starts back and it will be wonderful for you and I to have cards or invite cards that probably all of us have Indian Hindu neighbors that we can give those cards to and say, hey, if your kids are interested in language classes, this happens at my church if, they, if you were interested in going on Sunday afternoons. It's a wonderful opportunity. So please be, be praying uh, for the Alex ministry. And again, I, one thing I didn't say is if you go on our website, all our mission partners, the ones who you're hearing about today, plus others that we're not featuring today, you can go centennialchurch.com backslash missions. Uh, and you can find a list and links to their websites and things like that. So centennialchurch.com backslash missions. So any other ways that we can support yes. uh, Alex? Yes. The main important thing is like we do this program uh, from 19, um, from 2015. 2015, 16, we were there in the LifePoint Church. Okay, for some reason, our, we grew really fast, quickly, and they couldn't accommodate with the classrooms. So we looked for a bigger church with a bigger classrooms, and then we moved to Frisco, and then 
they had to go through a renovation in their student building. And then six months, we didn't have a place to host our ministry. And then it was really a divine connection. I met with Pastor Ross, and then we, they were looking for leaders to connect with the community. And I went and asked for the facility. It was just perfect, and you know, it's God's will. So my, our request today the, to the team, or to the committee, or to the church of Centennial is, consider the ministry is very sensitive to the community, and I hope I want to have a long time relationship <laughs> with the church and the community to come together. We don't want to move because three times, if you go back to this, this is in one church, the picture what you see, that much we grew. Uh, that's Life Point Plano? Or Life Point First Plano, Baptist. they couldn't. So we, uh, for Christmas First. service, we went to uh, St. Uh, Paul's Lutheran Church, okay. they, they gave us the church place okay. to celebrate our Christmas program. So we went there. See, this much we, yeah. uh, we actually grew. At that point, we moving, it just distracted the crowd. It just, so what, you know. what, what Jay-Z's saying is, don't make us move again. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. That's the All right. gist of it. You said it publicly. Okay. Uh, they have a table back there as well, information. And again, you can link to their website. So thank you guys very much for being with us. We're excited to see what God does uh, through Lex and Centennial. Uh, next, we have, uh, for the ministry of Unto, Stephen and Genevieve Hunt. And... Uh, you are not Stephen, but go ahead and come on up here and tell us why in the world you are coming up here, Mr. Garrett. Do you want the whole story? Or like no, I want the abbreviated story. Have a seat. Thanks, man. Uh, this is not Stephen Hunt, but filling in for Stephen today uh, is Garrett, and tell them why. So uh, on Tuesday, Ross and I got the opportunity to go and film um, Stephen, just a little five-minute video on who Unto is. Just five minutes. Um, and got the video done and it looked great and it sounded great. It's actually going to be on our website, but for some reason it won't play sound through our sound system. What are you going to do? So if y'all just want to watch his mouth move for about five minutes, y'all can, but I thought I would explain a little bit. So we got there um, and we're, we're taking a tour through the offices and Stephen's introducing us to some <laughs> of the staff there and we, we, we sit down and... Um, Stephen introduces this guy and he goes, he talks to Ross, he goes, oh, so you and your son run the whole church, huh? Thinking that I was his son. Uh, which is great for me, because either I look really young or, you know, he looks really old. And I'm okay with both, so. You're supposed to be talking about oh, yeah, yeah, Unto. Yeah, 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 sorry. So anyways, so Unto is actually a division of Crew, which is a former, uh, used to be called Campus Crusade for Christ, that Billy Graham ministry. Um, and what they do, their whole goal is to meet physical needs in very hard to reach places on the earth so that they can start meeting spiritual needs. And so their um, entire kind of strategy is that they partner with thousands and thousands of thousands who work for crew around the globe, that they can use that access point in different countries that have different barriers, whether it's physical bar barriers, uh, political or religious, I think were the three ones that he said. So whether it's just hard to get to this village where it takes a couple days to, to kind of come in over a couple hills and mountains and streams, or it's just a very closed off um, country to the gospel. They already have people who are living in there, working in there, who work for Campus Crusade. And so they use that point to use that um, opportunity 
to send teams in um, to go and introduce the gospel to um, these people. And so he said that there are about um, 3.2 billion people in the world who still don't know Jesus. And he said it's because they're, a lot of them are in very hard to reach places. And so it was just an amazing um, fact to me, but also because a lot of people have a very um, vast multitude of physical needs that aren't being met, whether it's clean water or healthcare or, you know, the list goes on and on. And so um, he, he mentioned to me, there was an old African proverb um, that said, uh, an empty belly has no ears. He says, we don't want to go in there and have the gospel, but not meet physical needs. Although the gospel can change lives without physical needs being met. But they said, we, you know, we want to be able to do that. And then he mentioned in James 2, where it says, if you see a brother who doesn't have any clothes and he's, he's super hungry, and you say, hey, be well, go warm, be well fed and have clothes and do nothing, what good is that, right? And so this model of saying, hey, we're going to come into these hard places. We're going to find what your physical needs are, whether it's any of the above, we're going to meet those, and that generates that why question. Why would you do this for us? Yeah. And so uh, one thing unique about Crew is um, because Crew is such a vast, it is a huge organization, because they have people on the ground everywhere, their humanitarian arm, which is unto, are able to connect with people already on the ground to help with the humanitarian needs. So the relationship and the structure, the staffing is kind of already there built in. Uh, unto... Uh, do unto others mm. as you would have them do unto you. So they just changed their name uh, this year, 2020. It used to be called Gain. Now it's called Unto. They've got um, brochures and literature back there as well. And Stephen will be at their table. Uh, Stephen as in Garrett. Uh, Garrett edited the video. He must have spent eight hours uh, editing the video. So he watched everything Stephen said about 300 times. So he knows all about it. Yes. Uh, so, uh, and obviously ways to partner uh, with Unto, similar to the ones yes. that have been. Um, so just kind of the simple model of, of pray, give, and go. Um, there's a monthly newsletter that they send out that you can sign up for and just kind of pray for what God's doing through Unto and the people that are out there. Um, and you can give financially. There's, they are support raised. And so when they um, go, they need your help. And then they also actually have, um, I believe, packing parties around yes. the U.S. And they have some in Dallas where you can help pack um, medical supplies, medicine, um, anything that might, clothing, extra water that might help these people meet those physical needs. And then they also do short-term trips. And so if you want to go and meet um, these people and help just spread the gospel through the way in which Unto does, um, feel free to come chat with me. And there's a sign-up in the back, and we'd love to connect and awesome. talk more about it. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, last group, I want to invite Doug Gwines and Lisa Taylor to come on up here. This is Kairos, and uh, this May we have an opportunity at Kairos Prison Ministry for some of us to join Doug in uh, at least the men's penitentiary uh, for some prison ministry, and Lisa is going herself in April. The sign-ups for that. Uh, you, it's no longer opportunity to go inside the prison, but if you want to help on the uh, on some of the things outside the prison and prep for things, uh, you can assist Lisa and her team as they go in April. But Kairos is a wonderful organization, and before we give them the microphone, we have a little three-minute video. It's kind of a testimonial we want to show you for Kairos. tell you about Kairos, this prison ministry that comes inside them walls 
to dead men. A lot of people say we dead men. I mean, I was just a mad man. Everybody got a story. But when you really get touched by God, that's when you know you got a real story. Well, my name is Tommy Fisher. I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. I grew up in the street gangs there. I got a lot of trouble. I ended up doing 20 years, 11 months flat in prison. I had an aggravated life sentence. I wasn't supposed to never get out. I ran the gangs in prison. You know, and I hurt a lot of men for some crazy reasons. I used to actually get Christians beat up because they say they wanted to come to Christ. That's how crazy and radical I was. But the, when they picked Kairos, they only picked the worst inmates on the unit because they want the roughest dudes on the unit, the fools, to get changed. And this ministry is actually going in here and showing this love and changing people like that. I'm gonna tell you the truth, I went for their food. I didn't go to get saved, but God has set me up. When I was sitting there, man, you know, I was listening to this dude talk. You know when Paul was on the road to Damascus and Jesus, just Jesus' presence knocked him off that horse? I know for a fact I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. I felt it like Paul felt it. And from that day forth, man, God has just been blessing my life. While I was in that prison, I got into this Thurapon Theological Seminary and Bible Institute. I got a bachelor's degree in biblical studies. I also went to college and I got me an LBT. I just thank God for God blessing me. I got a license to counsel, you know. And I really thank God for what he changed me into because I used to be a monster. I used to really be a monster. The only reason why I don't know if I ever killed a man because I never went back and asked the man who I shot was he dead. But I shot a lot of people and I hurt a lot of people's lives. But ministries like Kairos can go inside them walls and show a man it's God's love. Man, if I can tell anybody, anybody about Kairos, man, it's changing lives. Cause I gotta get God back what he gave me. He gave me back my life. He gave me them years that the locust stole from me. He gave them back to me. <laughs> and I'm thankful. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, while watching Doug as he watched that, uh, was moving myself. Um, Doug, you got to do this last May, was it? Was it last? Yes, sir. And uh, I know it's been uh, powerful for him as well as his son that went, went with him. Um, so Lisa, tell us, what, what is the mission statement? What's the mission of Kairos? Um, well, we are, Go inter- uh, we are an, an international uh, ministry. We're in 37 states here in the U.S. and nine other countries, which I'll show you some interesting shapes. There we are. <laughs> um, and our mission is to... Uh, take the love and forgiveness into the darkness of the prisons and make disciples and uh, would literally have a captive audience. Yeah. So um, what uh, kairos means is a Greek word that means in the fullness of time and what mm. we call it is God's special time. It's an opportunity for them to reconsider their life choices um, and go through the program and begin to take responsibility for their actions. Um, their hearts are changed, their lives are transformed, and through the love of Christ. Awesome. So it's about a three-day deal where you go in the prison. Doug, um, tell them a little bit about what they can do, and they can join you going in the prison with the team. About, but uh, if they 
are not available for that three-day deal, how, what are other ways that we can help uh, support this this year? Well, uh, <coughs> it, uh, it's a ministry that uh, can involve anybody, the kids, uh, you know, the, the families. Uh, we uh, solicit for uh, outside help, which is when you're at the prison, we go in, uh, there are 42 of us that go in, and uh, or 60, there's 64 of us, there's 42 of the uh, inmates. Uh, and we go in and uh, we have the outside help, so there's a team that's outside in, in the church locally while we're inside, and they prepare all the meals. And, and really, uh, I heard that when, when the guy said, you know, I just came for the food. You get that a lot. <laughs> you know, the first sure. day or two, that's all they want is food. Because yeah. uh, it's all prepared outside and brought in. But uh, what we did last year is I solicited with, uh, with Kids Ministry here, with Kids World, and they made a bunch of posters, which were posted there at inside the prison. We have letters that can be written. You can write uh they're they're not they're not sent to anyone and the day the night before we put these letters in their in their sacks they uh we we address them to each and every individual inmate and uh, you can uh, also go with me uh we have meetings that start uh, march the 21st and every other week until may the 14th which is a wednesday we go down Wednesday, and we're there uh, 10, 10 or 11, 12 hours a day inside the prison. And then uh, Sunday is a time when uh, the outsiders can come in, anybody can come in to the closing, what they call the closing. Mm-hmm. And, excuse me, and Lisa's probably seen it like I have, that uh, it's such an emotional time to uh, to see these guys get up and give their testimony of what has happened to them in three days yeah. so uh, there's there's no way I mean of course you can also help financially we're self-supportive basically we pay our own way and uh, I've had some people last year send the money directly to Kairos. I'm, I mean, it's, it's, an, it's an address and a, you know, that you can, I, I can give you uh, or you can see it on their, their website. So and they've, they, got, they've got information back there at the Kairos table as well. Um, we're running out of time here, so we've got to wrap it yeah. up. You can go, you can make placemats. Your family or kids can make placemats that they place at the dinner tables during the meals. You can write letters to the prisoners. You can pray while they're there. You can be a part of the prayer team. There's more ways to partner than just going, but man, what a awesome opportunity to go and, and be inside as well. So sorry, you guys drew the short stick because you're the last ones to go here and it's 1140. So uh, if you have other questions, uh, find them at their table here when we, when we do the intermission. But uh, would you give a hand for all of our... Yeah, and check out... Uh, 
Check out our webpage also throughout the week if you uh, wanna get more information about some of, of these mission partners. Here's the final thing we wanna do before we uh, close with communion and, and sing a, another song, but we have a gift for you, a reminder for you. Not only do we wanna, meet, do we wanna reach people uh, in prisons, not only do we wanna reach the nations through East West and other, uh, these other organizations, the Indian community, but we also wanna reach our neighbors right? Neighbors and nations. So Katrina and some friends of hers are going to pass out. We have a little magnet, one per household, to go on your refrigerator, okay? And uh, it shows your home and it shows the homes around you. You can fill in their name and it's just a reminder on your refrigerator to pray for your neighbors. Now, you don't have to take this literally. If you'd like to take the magnet and use it more towards work, the people that you sit next to, offices next to you, it doesn't. you don't have to take it literally. You may want to use it in a different form, but it's a tangible reminder uh, that we are to go and make disciples and start where we are and go everywhere. Amen? So let me, uh, let me close us in prayer. Yeah, I guess I need to give you a minute there to pass, pass those out. Maybe somebody can help Sherry and Katrina do that if she needs some extra help. Go ahead and stand with me and I will uh, close us uh, at least this time and then we will partake of the table, okay? Let's pray. Father God, we just come before you this morning. We just acknowledge um, you rescued us. You sent Jesus to us. And we pray, Lord, that the love and grace that we've experienced would not uh, end in our own hearts, but would be extended through our hands and feet and through our words as we reach out into our communities and even around the world. Would you lead each person here by your spirit as to how we can embrace our own mission and how we can partner with your mission around the world. Lord, we know that uh, there's a lot of things pressing for our time and our priorities, but eternity is what truly matters. So help us, God, to love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love our neighbors as ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.